You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act are liable to have a significant impact on many Canadians. If you are a farmer, a rancher, or own a professional corporation, you should know what these proposed changes mean for you. If you have a life plan or a business plan, you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a plan, now's the time to develop one. Think about investing 90 minutes in your financial future on Thursday evening, September 28th at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. Call the office to register weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Check out a number of blogs related to taxation issues on the macmillanestate.com website and listen to recent editions of The Strong Room to catch up on details and features you may have missed. Let's continue now with the discussion about private, Canadian-owned professional corporations and how they might be impacted by proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act. Legal counsel and chartered professional accountant Lisa Hanfield and trust and estate practitioner Norman Ewing are my guests. If you own a private Canadian professional corporation, Lisa Hanfield says you should be getting some advice on the proposed changes without delay. The most important thing is to is to get advice and get it early so that you have time if you need to restructure or do things differently, you have time to execute a plan. Armin? And, you know, this planning is very um, person-specific, corporation-specific. Uh, you know, there's different, uh, you know, details and opportunities and things going on uh, in any particular corporation. Uh, and as Lisa pointed out, there's a number of different uh, um, aspects of, of, of corporate taxation that are potentially being changed here. And so, you know, I think it's important for, for any business owner to, to really be aware of these potential changes because, um, you know, some of the stuff, uh, you know, we're maybe waiting, waiting and seeing on, but uh, some of it, we have a pretty good idea, um, you know, there's going to be changes involved. And so, you know, we can certainly start at being proactive in some areas. And, uh, you know, depending on the particular business, uh, we may want to make some changes um, this year. Um, beyond that, we certainly want to monitor it uh, to, to see how this is going to impact the businesses going forward. Three things come to my mind in terms of uh, possibly being an option, depending upon the particular circumstance. One is charitable. Another possibility is insurance. Trust is the other one. Let's talk about those those three, if we can, in terms of whether or not they are viable options for somebody who holds a private corporation, who has cash within the corporation, uh, and who is looking to either protect that cash for future investment, be it in retirement, be it in something else, or, or at least who is looking to pay what is required to Canada Revenue Agency, but not to pay any more than that. Yeah, if we look at charities first, one of, you know, you can certainly donate any amount of money to charity, and that is always encouraged at the personal or corporate level. But one of the neat advantages in Canada is if you donate publicly traded shares from a private corporation, not only will you not pay capital gains tax in the corporation, but you will get credit for the full amount of the charitable receipt. So that's an incentive to do that kind of planning, and that is something um, people with charitable intentions sh- should definitely consider. 
And, you know, this is opening up uh, opportunities for people to look in other directions with their corporation, you know, whether it's uh, charitable donations uh, or, you know, insurance. Uh, you know, with respect to insurance, uh, obviously the cha- tax rules with respect to insurance were, were changed in 2016. And so um, there wasn't as much opportunity or, or favorability there. Um, but given these new changes that are going to be coming into corporations, people that uh, may have looked at insurance and, and, and decided not to in the past may want to look at it again, or, or those that haven't looked at it yet um, may want to look at this as an opportunity to uh, perhaps reduce the overall and the long-term taxes. What about trusts? Trusts are something that, uh, you know, we're going to have to look at in conjunction with the respect to uh, these changing rules because, uh, you know, these changing rules are going to impact, uh, you know, income splitting. They're going to impact, uh, you know, taxation of passive income. And some of that is, uh, you know, uh, corporate structures that uh, involve uh, both corporations and family trusts. Uh, and so that's something that, uh, you know, there may still be some opportunities that we want to work there, um, but we're going to have to be very careful that uh, we don't structure that um, so as to create problems with the new rules. So the problem uh, at this very point is that we think there are changes that are coming. We know there are changes that have been proposed, but those changes really don't have specific definition. So we're not sure what to react to, except to say we have to wait and we have to watch. And there's certain things that we can do already. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know, a business may have uh, been thinking about doing certain things, but not have executed those yet. Um, given, um, you know, some of the things that we know with respect to these changes and some of the things that we anticipate, um, they may want to trigger some of those things early. Um, otherwise, we certainly have to monitor and plan with this. To Lisa's point, consult a financial advisor without delay on this matter to at least understand the current picture and how it might change. If you do nothing more than that, it's a useful exercise to, to know that much and then pay attention to what the federal government decides to do going forward. Well, and, you know, there's enough complexity around the area of corporations and corporate tax already. Um, but unfortunately for uh, business owners, uh, that's just going to get worse with these uh, proposed changes. Uh, there's greater complexity. Uh, you know, there, there's greater need for professional advice. And so, um, you know, if someone hasn't engaged that already, um, they're going to need to uh, get some of that advice pretty soon. Is the vulnerability of privately controlled uh, professional corporations across the board, or are there some who are more vulnerable than others for whatever reason? Well, as you mentioned, Peter, those with large amounts of retained earnings or perhaps, as Norman mentioned, investments inside the corporation, um, those ones are particularly vulnerable to some changes that um, may come in respect of those particular pools of money. Um, Although, as you just mentioned, it we don't have draft legislation with respect to that part of the proposed changes. And so it's very difficult um, to understand where the government may be going with this and how exactly it's going to look. Um, And so that's why it's really important to get professional advice and, and to get it early. There will be people who own real estate within a professional corporation, whether it be a principal residence, a recreation property, or commercial real estate. Again, you need to know how you might be impacted by proposed changes to the Income Tax Act. 
Here again is Norman Ewing. Principal residence exemption is, uh, you know, an opportunity in our tax law to um, have, uh, you know, an asset appreciate in value uh, without paying taxes on that. Uh, you know, with, um, uh, you know, property, uh, you, you know, most people hold it uh, on a, uh, um, uh, it's, it's not held uh, for um, uh, flipping. Uh, they, they hold it on a more long-term basis. It's, it's, a, it's a capital asset. Uh, and so there's potential for, for capital gains on that. That, uh, when it goes up in value. Uh, now, of course, if you've dealt with capital gains in the past, uh, whether it be on property or stocks or things like that, uh, you'll realize that uh, there's only a 50% inclusion in income. Uh, not, the, not the entire gain uh, is taxed. But, you know, if, if the property's gone up uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, we're still looking at significant taxes there. Now, uh, if it's uh, your principal residence, if it's a personal use, uh, you know, it's not a rental or anything like that, it's, it's primarily inhabited. Uh, by uh, um, you know you your spouse your family something like that um, then uh, you know in most of these cases we're looking at uh, the principal residence exemption uh, making it so that there's no tax on that uh, you know it can go up in value um, and uh, you know there's no taxes paid on that and and this is a great opportunity for people because uh, you know if you're investing in you know stocks and other things uh, you know there's there's generally taxes on that um, whereas uh, you know if if you've uh, um, bought smartly uh, on the real estate side and and things have gone up in value, um, you can keep a lot of that profit. Now, what a lot of people, uh, you know, don't don't realize is uh, there's been some changes in this area. Um, so back in the fall of 2016, the government changed the rules on this. Uh, in the past, uh, you know, unless there was a, a partial um, principal residence exemption that uh, a person was claiming, um, if if you were really looking at the at, at the full um, exemption, you didn't have to report anything. Uh, and and so I, I think a lot of people got uh, in the habit that uh, if this was your your primary home, this is what you lived in, there was no revenue or, or commercial um, you know, benefit from that, they didn't have to worry about the taxes because there, there was generally no reporting on that. Uh, and so you know, you'd, you'd sell your home, you'd uh, you know, move up to a, a nicer home and uh, live in that for a while and, 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 and the tax issue never really came up. With the changes uh, that uh, this, the CRA brought uh, about in uh, fall of 2016, um, we have to be a little bit more careful on this because now there's always a reporting requirement. Uh, even if you're claiming a principal resident ex- exemption, uh, if you've owned the property for the entire term and, and there's a full exemption on that, um, there's still reporting that has to happen to the government. There may not be any uh, taxes owing, um, but you still have to report that sale and, and the gains on that on your tax return. Uh, and so this is, is going to be uh, you know a bit of a shift for people to realize that, and uh, you know accountants are going to be bringing that uh, to people's attention. But uh, you know maybe if they're they're doing their own taxes or, or maybe aren't aware of this, uh, uh, it could skate under uh, their radar for a little bit. Proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act are liable to have a significant impact on many Canadians. If you are a farmer, a rancher, or own a professional corporation, you should know what these proposed changes mean for you. If you have a life plan or a business plan, you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a plan, now's the time to develop one. Think about investing 90 minutes in your financial future on Thursday evening, September 28th at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. Call the office to register weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. 
We've tried to highlight some of the potential impacts proposed changes to the Income Tax Act could have on you if you own a private Canadian professional corporation. Get in to see your financial advisor without delay to make sure you are well informed and prepared for what could happen later this fall. I'm Peter Watts. Thanks for listening to The Strong Room on News Talk 770.